Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast and part two of Losing Our Religion. If you didn't get a chance to listen to last week's episode, you might want to do that before listening to this one, as it will make a lot more sense that way. And we just want you to be aware that we realize our audio quality wasn't the best this week, but we will be back to our regular stellar audio next week. Enjoy the podcast. Life is not the mountain tops. It's the walking in between. And I like you walking next to me. That was sort of the beginning of at least opening my heart up again Mm. to the idea of there being something bigger than just me. Because I think what happened was when I lost my face. 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 That was was a horrible time. That was a horrible time. I love your face. I can't feel my face when I'm with you. I think when I lost my faith, I, I, I definitely embraced not agnosticism, but atheism like I, I was just like full-on atheism well just there, there is no, is god. no yeah. god like there is just no god there i i don't see him anywhere right. show me where he is why isn't he talking to us why isn't you know just all of these questions and so i think once you kind of make that leap to that that area it becomes really hard to open yourself up again mm-hmm. to the idea of something you know, the fact is, is you got to the point where you had been thinking, you had been open, yeah. and and what that openness led you to was no, there's no God. Right. Right. Okay. So for me, I think it took quite a while, and I would say it took almost a whole year for me to even open myself up again mm-hmm. to the idea of there being something rather than nothing. Yeah. And. At that time, I remember there just being just a longing in me that wasn't being met by my atheism. Um, And I think when I had been a Christian, I had been able to look around and sort of see nature and, and feel just feel the beauty of the world around me apart from the pain. And that would always kind of give me even if I can't hear God specifically, like, look at this, where did all this come from? Right. You know, but at that point, I was I was living in the point, well, it, you know, however it got here, it was an accident. Yeah. And we've just been evolving as creatures ever since. And, you know, look at us. We are so, you know, internally survival of the fittest. Primal. You know, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and yeah, we had taken some of the good things from religion, you know, some of the good messages and used them, you know, to help develop us as a society and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But there was still this, this almost childlike longing in me to, to understand why we are here. Right. And so though a lot of people get to the point where they're like, well, we're, there's no reason, you know, there's no reason we're here. We're just, you know, a part of me started to see some of the holes in... Yeah, that didn't satisfy you. Yeah, like yeah. just going, okay, but I have to have faith now in atheism that <laughs> there's no purpose or reason behind this. Right. And I just, I couldn't put my faith in that. Like a part of me was like, I don't know, 
I don't know if it's because of my upbringing and it probably was and because I missed the feeling of mm. having a relationship with God, you know, a part of me was like, I'm kind of at a crossroads here and I have to, all I have is my own life to live. You know, I think this is all there is. And what do I want it to look like? Like mm. what, what kind of life do I want to live? And looking at being an atheist, the idea that there was no purpose behind our reason for being here was one of the main things that I couldn't embrace. Like it just mm. felt, it felt wrong. It felt like it actually ripped me of my humanity. Mm. <laughs> you oh, know? that's good. Yeah. Like it felt like, and maybe that's because of like, oh, I'm not important anymore. I'm not, well, I'm sure that's part of it. But to be honest, when you become a parent and you start to feel the love that you have for your own children, that is so much bigger than any love you could ever imagine. You know, the type of love that would easily give your life for your child without a question. Yeah. That's when you go, that's not primal. Mm. That's not, there's no reason for being here. That is something mm. bigger that makes me want to sacrifice myself for them. Right. Which is not survival of the fittest, you know, right. we're, we're not abandoning our kids that are born with disabilities or, mm -hmm. you know, because they're just not going to be able to hack it. That's not right. who we are. And at that time, I got an, a fantastic book. I actually think David recommended it. Pastor David Wood? Pastor David Wood. Oh, okay. And it's called The Skeptical Believer. Yes, I wanted to mention that book. With sure. the subtitle... Uh, telling stories to your inner atheist. Yeah. yeah. And I started reading that book. And to be honest, I could only digest it in small portions. Yeah, because it, it took was, you quite a while to... Because well, you, you were so you were, um, thick. Yeah. Sorry, not the dense. book isn't the, thick, the, but yeah. the material... And you were chewing on it and you were really... Yeah, had me think in. so yeah. much. And what was so refreshing was to hear this person who had chosen faith chosen to be a Christian, but still had all the other side conversations with himself about maybe the holes that he saw within the faith or what his struggles were if Christianity says this, well, my inner atheist says this. Right. You know, so if Christianity says... The internal debate going on. Yeah, if Christianity says we are supposed to love each other, um, my inner atheist says, then where is that love? Right. Like, I don't see it, not even in the church. So it's it, it. what was great was the whole book, he writes, but he puts in brackets all the time what his inner atheist is thinking. Right. Daniel Taylor is his name. Daniel, Taylor. Daniel Taylor. Yeah, great, great book. And he was the one that really got me thinking about what I wanted my life to look like. Instead mm -hmm. of worrying about the specific nitty-gritty theology, we live our life as a story. You know, we, in a way, we're authoring a story. And what do we want that story to be like? And I, I came to the point where I'm like, there are so many beautiful and wonderful things within Christianity that actually help me make sense of my life. They help me, well, they help motivate me. 
go beyond myself to live a better yeah. life, yeah. to be more kind, to be. Yeah. Um, would you would you say there's been a, a kind of an acceptance of mystery more now, like because we still have oh. big discussions on prayer yeah. and what does prayer really do and all that kind of stuff. Well, but, I remember getting my you know at least getting some faith back and. Immediately, one of the main questions that I had, because I was opening myself up to the idea of God, um, but in order to fit it into the idea of Christianity, I really had to look into why we need Jesus then. Mm. So if if there is a God, I could kind of open myself up that far yeah. and go, okay, this is... You know, and sometimes, to be honest, the idea of there being a God, but him being somewhat remote and removed from us is a little easier for sure. me to believe at times, though it bugs me. But it was through stopping and really taking a look at some other religions and listening about them, reading about them, and then trying to figure out why Jesus was so different. You know, mm-hmm. what, what makes Christianity different and not just sort of a religion, but a relationship. And it was definitely, I remember talking about why, like, why, why do we need Jesus? Like, why is it that God, like, God isn't just enough, you know, why the idea of Jesus and why the idea of sacrifice and the cross? And, and to be honest, it was through all of my, my research and it sounds like it was very cerebral, but actually at the time it was such a mix of both. So I was doing all this research, but there was just something about the idea that if there was a God and he was love, like if that is what God is, is if in his essence he is love, then it would only make sense that in order to connect with us best, he would hmm. become one of us. Right. That to me was what stood out from Christianity compared to other religions. Right, right. This idea, and that that's what I, in the end, ended up relating to. Hmm. Just going, God, if this is true, if that just makes sense to me. I know, because I'm an extremely empathetic person, I know right. that I often put myself in other people's shoes yeah. in order to really understand them right. and, and to try and help <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah, oh, that's good, yeah. And to try and love them well. Yeah. And so for me, realizing that if this story is true, it makes the most sense to me. And that is a God that I can believe in. Yeah, yeah. A God that reached out to us and said, I am going to experience what you experience and ultimately provide a relationship for you to walk through this life with. Right. Right. You know, so I remember one Sunday and the way we do communion at our church is, uh, we have it up front and back when we used to be able to do church and used to share things. Uh, We would take bread. We would, we would, we tear it off the bread. We dip it in a cup and we eat. And so I often, after I, uh, explain communion. I'll sit in the front, and everyone kind of walks by me. And I remember seeing you go up for communion, and I just lost it. Mm-hmm. And I just went, "Something's happened. Something's happened that I don't that I, I didn't realize that we were here now." Yeah. And uh, and then I think since then I've <laughs> quickly come, jumped up to your side, and we've taken communion together. Mm-hmm. Any opportunity we have. So, I re- at that point, I remember you telling me that you had kind of a moment with God on the beach in mm-hmm. White Rock. 
right? Uh, it was in Vancouver, actually. Oh, in Vancouver. Yeah. So what happened then? I think that was the day when I first opened myself up again to the idea that there is so much that I can't know for sure. Mm. And, and I can't know for sure if there is a God or not. But I know that if there is, I don't want to live a life believing there's not. Right. And, that, and I'll just say that the idea of faith and the idea of hope, they actually don't make sense in, in, in surety. Faith is a word that yeah. means yeah. you're trusting in something. I know, but that always bugged me. Right. <laughs> um, okay. I wanted surety. I wanted... Yeah. No, I know, I know. And I think because I had had that in my mind, I was very sure right. growing up that it was the truth. Yeah. So I think I was just always looking for that ground again. Yeah. But I've never ended up there again. Right. And... Now I've come to terms with that. That yeah. took a long time. I think when that I, you can that you can say I'm a Christ follower, but I still have a whole bunch of questions that I'm going to have dragging through this whole thing. Oh, 100 yeah. percent. Like yeah. I'm, I believe in Jesus most of the time. Yeah, that's good. Right? Like, I'm a book, or is that your own? No, it's my own. <laughs> um, you know, most of the time. Maybe that's authentic Christianity. Yeah. I believe in Jesus for the majority of the for time. Most of the time. <laughs> most of the time. Yeah, because, you know, it got to the point where um, I wanted to pursue the idea of faith yeah. and the idea of God in my life. Didn't know what it was going to look like. So that moment on the beach was me just saying, okay, God, I- I'm going to open up again. Mm. I'm going to allow the idea of you being out there and you loving me, I'm going to allow that in my life again. And I I truly believe that was a huge, huge beginning to my healing Mm. and understanding even my depression as well. There's such a, I'm such a perfectionist and, you know, I just want to get things right and even, and I think that was part of me always going to therapy. It's like, I got to figure this out. Right. right. I, I, I have to conquer my depression, yeah. you know, and coming to the point where I could kind of be open handed yeah. with my faith, just, mm-hmm. you know, hoping that I would receive, like I'll yeah. open my hand mm-hmm. in hope, in faith that I'll receive. And, and I'm not going to close fist it from my anger. Hmm. You know, I'm going to allow that anger to still be there. And I honestly, from that point on, it took many, many conversations with God. Angry, angry conversations. You know, most of them I had in my car where I could yell and nobody could hear me. Um, (laughs) But to really walk through uh, the pain of what it was to not feel God there and, and, and just the pain of the world. I'm very yeah. sensitive yeah. and and in a way to kind of hold God accountable. Yeah. Well, and, and again, I, and I say this to you. I say this to many people. and Probably my congregation is sick of hearing it. But if there's anything, the, the Bible never glosses over the fact that there's pain in the world. And it never glosses over the fact that we we do hold God accountable. The, the psalmist over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying we apply the psalmist's words to us. They were living a very different time different culture, all that kind of stuff, different understanding of war and all that kind of stuff and who the king was. But the idea that we have a right, we have license to go to God and say, what are you doing? 
mm-hmm. in the middle of COVID, in the middle of riots in the U.S., to, to say to God, why are you letting this happen? Why are you letting this go on? But there's also an aspect of faith in that because we know he's the one who, who has the power to do something about right. it, right? Mm-hmm. So we're in, the, in, in our complaint, we're actually, we're actually proclaiming that he's, he's God and he's the one, he's the one who uh, has, has the power and the ability to do something about it. I do want to say, too, one of the things that allowed me, I think, to really journey back to the faith and understand um, a little bit more as to why God seems removed uh, quite often. And that is the cr- strange and crazy idea of free will, you know, and I had to wrestle with that. I really had to wrestle. We had a lot of discussions about that. Yeah, yeah. just and because for me... I didn't really understand when people would talk about, well, you know, it's the world looks the way, yeah, the world looks the way it is because of free will, you know, and you just kind of go, yeah, who cares? Like God fix it, right? And that's wow. often what I say. Yeah. Well, yeah. I remember having a conversation with one of my best friends and yeah. just saying, you know, both of us just feel like the world would be a better place Without if we didn't will. have a yeah. choice. Yeah. You know, if we did, like, just. Who wouldn't want to live in a perfect world? Yeah. You know? And yet, you know, I I really discovered the fact that you just, without free will, you cannot have love. It is literally impossible to have love without choice. Right. And when I finally wrestled with that well and realized that my love for my children will be allowing them to choose, mm-hmm. but loving them no matter what. Right. Right? Like, right. nothing's going to change my love for them. Nothing's going to change my love for you. No. I don't know now how much I love you. Anyway. Who was that? Billy Ocean? No. no. Some young uh, some young boy. He only had one hit. Oh, Glenn Medeiros. Glenn Medeiros. <gasps> That's what it is. Ooh, 80s yeah. music trivia. All right. Sorry. We should probably close it. Yeah. Go. Love. Love and choice. (laughs) Love and choice. No, but just the fact that that it it started to make sense. The fact that we needed choice. We have to have choice. And that comes with both sides. The feelings of up, but also the the other side of the coin is that 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 means there has to be allowance for pain and difficulty. Yeah, and that God knew that that was was the sacrifice. And he decided it was worth it. And he decided it was worth it. And provided you know, a, a close, intimate relationship with someone who knew exactly what it was like hmm. to walk through our life. That to me is, is yeah. true love, Yeah. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, just before we, we close it off, um, I want to mention two podcasts specifically, because I mm-hmm. think one, especially you really connected with. Yes. Um, and that's, uh, the Vox with Mike Ayer mm-hmm. and just the, their willingness to ask the tough questions, the very questions that you were walking through. Um, with just such a non-judgmental, such a humble, mm-hmm. humble attitude and, and way of loving people. And so a shout out to the Vox. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for me, and I know, and actually you're, you're, you're listening quite a lot as well to the Holy Post. Love and that's a shout out to some fellow Alliance uh, ministers as well. But yes. um, For those of you who don't know what Alliance is, it's the organization <laughs> that Brad is a pastor with. Christian and Missionary Alliance. It's a long, we just call yeah. ourselves the Alliance. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, Phil Vischer, Sky Jatani, again, um, Christians you're not ashamed to be associated with <laughs> in the way that they and talk. And sometimes Christian. And sometimes Christian, I'm sorry, and butt news. 
too. News so, of the butt. Anyway, uh, so I would suggest that if, if you're kind of frustrated with the, um, I don't know, how do I want to say it? Stereotypical. Stereo, yeah, stereotypical. The crazy uncle Christianity. That's actually stealing well, that's something from Hollywood. Well, that's even more than stereotypical. Yeah, yeah. there's... Uh, Th- those are two great podcasts. I think we should put the links. We'll put the yeah, links, we'll put the links in, in our description. Sure. As well as the book that Elaine, you mentioned. Yeah, as well as the book. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So, again, let us know if there's anything that you want us to discuss. Yeah, let us know. And we are more than happy to We're do open it. books. Yes, we <laughs> so are. So, like, subscribe. Don't submit. submit. But like and subscribe, and we'll talk to you next and week. And pass it on. And pass it on, please. Somebody yeah, else absolutely. could benefit from our journey and our struggles that really is the reason we do it yeah i'm surprised every week someone will say something to me like like you guys said in your podcast i'm like oh you people. well our family members well yeah at least my mom tells me all the time <laughs> take care guys bye because life is not the mountain tops it's the walking in between and i like you walking next to me